everybody, you listen to another episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, your boy, the fucking hottest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Canelli. And as always, he may not be blood, but he is my nephew. Give it up for the cute boy himself, Robbie. Robbie, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? Robbie, you are, I mean, you got that morning grog this morning, okay? <laughs> you got that yeah, morning at 12, grog. 10 p.m. I know. I'm you, excited. We have an exciting guest. I mean, truly the exact opposite of how I sound. This is how this guest is going to sound. Okay. We're going to be the yin and the yang today. It's going to be a beautiful guest. This dude is so fucking funny. He's got a podcast, one man, one tree and the hill. He's a stand-up comedian out of New York city. You can see him every Thursday. He's, I mean, this kid does more shows than anybody I've ever met. You know what I mean? He does those the Instagram posts where he lists the shows. I can't even see the picture of him. I don't even see his face because it's all words of how many shows he's doing. Okay. So you better check him out. Give it up for Jared Waters. What up? Good to see you, gentlemen. Good to see this. Oh, I'll applaud myself. No. Okay. Jared cla- didn't say what's up. I do just do a clapped. lot of shows. Like, yeah. That's good. I didn't know you guys were family. That's amazing. We're Italian family, you know what I mean? We're like, not real family. Oh, yes. Yeah, I get it now. So we're not related at all, but I call my, I'll say, oh, yeah, that's my cousin, that's my nephew. You know, I just call them family. But I, I see it in the eyebrows. You guys can look similar. I see the little eyebrows are definitely nicely arched. Definitely could be family related. <laughs> Jared, you hustle, bro. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anyone that I see doing more shows than you during this pan, pan, pandemic, bro. Yeah. I, uh, well, in the New York comedy scene, like not now it's kind of back, but yeah. when the pandemic hit, everybody left. So like a lot of the comics left. So it just left us with maybe a good 40, 40, 50 people. And there's only like maybe 20 shows and I had three of them. So oh. I was like, well, for the first time in a long time, like New York City is, you you know, there's so many yeah. talented people and stuff like that. So for the first time in a long time, everyone focused, like it was like an NBA bubble. There's only mm-hmm. a couple players in the scene. And if you just get your name around the bubble, eventually your name will start popping. So now it's just like, yeah, we did our show in the snow every Wednesday in Astoria. It's freezing snow. We did it there. In the all, snow? In the snow. In did the people field. roll through? Yeah. All, a lot of people are dog walkers, so they have to get their dogs outside. So as soon oh. as the snow, snow stopped, we had all these dog walkers, and that became like the base of the show. So we realized they all walked their dogs at 7 o'clock, so they all would come for laughs. And then when they leave, another group of dog walkers would come. And that's how we just started getting them to come. And then when it, the sun, the snow went away, uh-huh. we just had more people that just wanted to come, lay blankets down, and stuff like that. Wow, dog this is awesome. This is building from scratch. Yeah, brick by brick, literally. Yeah, we that's amazing. On top of the pool, then we moved it down. So now it's literally we had to change it because people were slipping on the snow. And <laughs> like the stories like this, we just saw some guys fall down a steep hills. Like, all right, let's keep it on a flat surface. Yeah, you're learning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you got into comedy, you never thought you were going to have to think about angles and, and, sl- and slippery, uh, like uh, what type of shoes people wear. Right. Yeah, right, come right, to my right. show, but you got to rock Tim's, okay? You yeah. got to wear some, some steel toes to come it's to my show. Cleats. <laughs> yeah, some cleats. This is a turf show, okay? So roll through. Wow. That's awesome. Are you back working now? Because, Jared, you're a teacher, right? Yeah. I, stand, I teach kindergarten. I'm a kindergarten teacher. Yo, bro. I seen a video of you. I seen a video of you teaching the kids Kanye lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> what What are you teaching them? Definitely through the wire. Definitely showing through Kanye West's greatest work. Um, through the wire. That, I think 
that first album was amazing. I think for for especially with kindergartners, it's it's funny when they take the the lessons back to their parents, and their parents are like, "What do you know about Kanye West? What do you know about Jay Z versus Nas?" <laughs> <laughs> That's and what do you, wait? So you just teaching the songs, or, or are you t- like so adding like, lessons? So we just have songs. like we just have like a lot of downtime. So not like a lot of downtime, but sometimes like when we're down, I was like, oh. Imagine if someone told you a story who never heard it before. So, like, outcast through a five-year-old's eyes. Like, yeah. wait, the mom doesn't like the the son? I was like, yeah, Miss Jackson. That's what happened. They're apologizing to his mother. So, like, every, every time, especially with five-year-olds, someone's going to say something wild, and it'll lead me to a song. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. You're taking rap and you're turning them into nursery rhymes yeah imagine if mr rogers grew up in tampa that's what it would be yeah mr. that's Ramon. you yeah mr rogers was black and uh he had kids out of wedlock that would probably be a little bit <laughs> i got no kids though but yeah <clears throat> i think sometimes it's like just making it fun you know most of the time when you hear when you hear a song through an, a somebody else's eyes like oh wow i didn't know this is what was what beyonce meant when she said to the left What'd she mean? Uh, get all your stuff and leave. That's what it meant, to the left. And then it was just like, they don't know their left and their right. So I was like, this is how you use your left. And I was like, Beyonce made a whole song about using your left hand. I'm like, really? Then I was like, to the left, to the left. Oh, wow. This is fun. You're a fun teacher. I try to be. I try to be. You know, I know that it's, it's just long hours. It's long everything else. But sometimes you got to have some type of fun throughout the day, you know? And you yeah. can never get mad at a five-year-old. They're only five. What do they know? I mean, you know, they know a lot, but you can't get mad for someone who doesn't know. I mean, Jared, yeah. that's not true. I think people can get <laughs> mad at five. I think you're a beautiful soul. I think that other people do get mad at kids, and they don't have patience. That might be a good thing as well. But I say like this, like an older child, uh-huh. you know, they know right from wrong, so it's easy to get frustrated with someone who's trying to make you mad. But for yeah. them, they generally are just curious about the world. Oh, does that I mean, leaving? I always thought I would like I would love to be that age because my mom was uh, uh, not that age. Excuse me. <laughs> I think I would love to be five. I would love to not know right from wrong. And no one could get mad at me. Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, he knows nothing. What can... <laughs> no, I meant like teach that age because my mom was a uh, <clears throat> early childhood educator. OK, you know, and like the kids, it was you would get to play. Right, because that at that age you teach them through play rather than like workbook stuff and, and things like that. It's exciting. Well, well you got to think about it now. Like education has completely evolved. Yeah. Like kindergarten is really first, second grade a little bit. You're supposed to come in knowing your letters and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So that playness is not gone. It's still there. Yeah. At the same time, as it's completely, it's a vigorous system. So sometimes, you know, there's kids doing timetables at their five, kids doing double digits, adding and stuff like that. So it's, it could be strenuous being a child, but having somebody who's going to be fun with you makes yeah. it a whole lot better. You know, everybody remembers that person that was like fun. And their kids are super smart. And I think with, I taught, I think I taught one more grade when I was doing my internship. Kindergarten, you get to see, you get to see what happens immediately. If they're learning, you get to see immediately. Like with the older grades, you find out during testing. Oh, uh, that's nice. So that's like a just, if a kid learns how to read, you'll just be sitting there talking. And it's like, what did you just say? Phospholiferous? Where did you learn? You reading, freak. I didn't even know. <laughs> 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 I 
like, That's oh my God, yeah, I'm working. So you like that instant gratification and stuff. The instant gratification. And it's like, it's like stand up too. Like it's just yeah. like, it don't care how wild my classroom is. I know I've been to a wilder club before. So staying calm, uh-huh. lowering your voice. Most of the time a rowdy crowd will quiet down if they don't know what the comic is saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah like if it's very wild and the comms with a soft voice, they'd be like, shh, shh, shh. He's saying shh, shh, shh. Trying to little different ways to calm a crowd down, different mm-hmm. ways to not isolate somebody who's like a drunk audience member and you don't want to kick them out. But at the same time, you want the whole crowd to turn on them to be like, yeah, get this guy to be quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, you have tactics. This tactics, is good. Yeah. See me, I go, I could be bigger than the audience. But you, <laughs> they're loud. Okay, challenge accepted. Okay, but you, you're the smart person. You don't, you probably don't sweat when you perform. No, now I am. Yeah, I was, I'm straight sweat now. It's hot as f outside, man. It's almost ninety degrees out there. You still wearing the overalls? No, no, definitely shorts. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely shorts. But in the wintertime, I had overalls the whole time. Yeah. What? What was that? Why, why do you wear overalls always to perform? Just as just a southerner, man. Uh, most of the time, it was just freezing cold, so I keep like different layers of clothes underneath overalls and stuff like that. So it just depends. Now, if you ever see me, it's just a whole bunch of Tampa gear. Since we won the Super Bowl, we won the freaking Stanley Cup. It's just like, I should be the only one. This is a great year for Florida. Great two years for the great state of Florida. I'm going to say it, bro. Florida, uh, Tampa, I, you say that place, I have no positive feelings. <laughs> That's because we get the, all the rejects from New York that come down there. Yeah, every, every, <laughs> every single person that's a Republican just goes, hey, New York's, New York's too liberal. Let me go down to Tampa. Well, well, Tampa, Tampa's different. Tampa's more like a purple city. You know, it's it's, Is it's it? liberal and conservative. It's not really, you'll get a mix because there's a military base there and there's young uh, colleges and everything else. So Florida really is a swing state. Yeah, I mean, it looks, I've been... It looks wild like that, but the bigger cities are more like, it's like a mix, yeah, yeah. swing. You have a good time if you ever come to Tampa. Bro, I, w- I guess I've like done shows out in like the middle of Florida for like golf clubs and stuff like that. I re- the day Trump won, me and my me and people we got off the plane and he was giving his uh, uh what's the speech? I didn't even want to honor victory him with speech. that. His victory speech, right? Yeah, his victory speech, right? Uh, he was giving the speech. We got off the plane and we had to do a show for a go- all white golf club in the middle of Florida. And I'll tell you this, it was one of the worst fucking shows I ever did. The people just started yelling, Trump won. Talk about how Trump's the best <laughs> in the middle of the show. That's in the, middle of the sh- in the middle of the show, they go, Trump's the best. Talk about how he's the best. I go, I'm sorry. We're not going to do that tonight. And these and people got stood up and walked out. Dude, dude, I, I know. Like when I, I got here in 2016, I'm, I'm almost been in New York five years. But yeah. when I was driving up from Florida all throughout the states, when I got here, I was meeting these New Yorkers. I was like, no, Donald Trump's going to win. And they were so pissed at me for saying that. Like, you Floridian, you freaking, I was like, no. I I was like, I drove up through the state, so I saw what was going on, how the shift was happening. So when comics come down south or they go to Long Island or they go Uh to Staten Island, they're like, give it up for all my Trump supporters trying to be funny. And then you hear a whole crowd go, woo. I was like, well, you better make these boys laugh. Those fan base better make them laugh. I will say this: Trump supporters are really fun in the audience. 
I, I mean, they buy the most merchandise. They buy the most merchandise. <laughs> of course, the, 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 the Trump is also fucking uh, uh, swag. You know what yeah, I'm saying? They, they buy everything. <laughs> He's a merch res- king. His whole, res- his whole platform is merch. Joke. They respect, respect what? They respect a good Trump joke. If you're going to make fun of Trump, it just has to be really, really good. They understand sure. who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he is all. I'm surprised he didn't have a Patreon when he was the president. You know what I'm saying? He was making money left over, hand over fuss. He probably does. He, bro- if I was him, I would just drop a book right now to his fan base every time. <laughs> a record label, everything. Yeah, wow. Oh, my. Yeah, he could do everything. You say Floridian. Right, he's, tried. he's tried to do all of that. He, he did. He tried to have oh, an airline. Yeah. He's, he's not good. He's good at merch, and that's pretty much it. And talking in front of people. Bro, there's still a truck around the corner from me still sell, selling Trump 2020 flags. Still, still Trump 2020. How is this happening? I, I mean, I guess being from like being like the parts of the South, like when you're in like a swing state, you get to hear like Republicans with sense and Democrats with sense. So you get to see both sides. Yeah. Because like in New York, some people are so left, they don't listen to anything that's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that turns off people and stuff like that. When you're just like, you're a racist, you're this. I'm just like, why don't you just listen to why this guy's a Republican? And for the Republican, he'll have these open dialogues down south. I think it's kind of like, from from my perspective, like in New York, a lot of people make fun of Southerners and say like, we're stupid, we're slow, and we're from the backwoods and we're racist. But in the South, everybody lives amongst each other, so fights are gonna happen because everybody lives amongst each other. But in New York, everyone's kind of separated. Jewish people over here, black people over here, Hispanics over here, Italians over here. So of course you can meet a guy from the Bronx who's never met a white person in 15 years. I'm like, how does that happen? How does that happen? I mean, you get on the wrong train, you'll meet a white person. If I, I this, this comic I met, he said the first time he talked to a white dude that wasn't his teacher was when he was 18 years old. Well, he truly never left his, his neighborhood. He just said like they were, he's like, that's how it was. He's like, we just lived in the Bronx. And this, he's from like that part of Brooklyn. He goes, yeah, so we started meeting white people. It was just like, we weren't talking on the train. We don't really talk like that. But sure. down south, you're walking some old ladies. I'm like, hey, how are you, sugar? <laughs> uh, I'm fine. Can you help me find directions? And someone just randomly started talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's Southern hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Like you start talking. I see I see you post videos of where you just talk to strangers. <laughs> I, I see you. Yeah. Not in like a creepy way. Usually it's like an older person you'll like sit down on a bench with and you'll have a convo with them. Yeah, you're good like that. You listen. I was listening, yeah. If anybody say anything wild, I'm like, this is good footage. Let me entertain it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I used to have a friend and um he used to tell these, he used to make fun of the fact I wanted to do comedy, right? So he would tell like jokes. And I realized when I made fun of him for telling a joke, he would get defensive and stop doing it. But if I like, it was like, oh, this is good. Keep going, keep going. He would start saying the worst jokes you ever heard, but it was funny though, because right. I was like being encouraging of this, like this thing. And so then all of a sudden he started writing jokes and stuff like that. It, it was I mean, and these were the worst jokes you ever heard. It was, and we would all be screaming, laughing because of how bad they were. Well, that's what I learned from improv. When I, I took an improv class and I was like, say yes to everything. Yeah. So when people come with everything, I was like, oh, just accept it and see what happens and see where the scene goes on the train. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm nice. Not, I'm not going to say I'm uh, the Herald or anything else, 
but I took like basic like imp, short form improv like yes and so when mm -hmm. someone says anything to me I was like yeah okay let's talk all right sure M more with honey than uh, vinegar whatever is sugar what's what's the saying Robbie is it I don't know you don't know the saying Robbie that's the, the whole point you're here bro you, you gotta you gotta check my that's work that's the whole point I'm here okay What's the, no, you don't have to check. I was just hoping that you you know the answer, Robbie. Think <laughs> <laughs> it's on Google now, <laughs> Robbie. It doesn't matter. It's like the Joe Rogan show. Check that for me. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Robbie, but he's he's very slow. You and catch he's more just... flies with honey than vinegar. Nice, Robbie. Mm. That's good. Really, I gotta do that. I got fruit flies. I might have to do that, honey. Then you know, you know what you do. I actually, I, I got advice for you for this. You get a bottle of wine and you open it, and the flies go in the bottle of wine. Someone told me beer. Yeah. I yeah, I did that. We've, we've opened like a, a can of beer and we got vinegar and stuff like that. Well, what, what did we learn from the saying, Jared? You got vinegar. Yeah. Catch more honey than vinegar. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, you may, thank God we brought this saying up because you actually have a fly situation and you're trying with vinegar. Thanks, Robbie. I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I never knew this saying. Literally, this saying was good advice for this episode. Yeah, y'all sound like old Southern women over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to catch some fly sugar? Go ahead. <laughs> when you drove up, did you stop? <clears throat> Question. Did you stop at South of the Border? Not anymore. I used to do that. Me and my family used to do that all the time. <clears throat> South of the Border with the big sombreros and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I passed by and had memories. I remember us always driving, going like, oh, we made it to the South of the Border. Let's get out and get on these little rides. South of the Border. I The first time I drove to the South with my family, the billboards, the hype around South of the Border, that's where I learned what hype was. From South of the Border billboards. It's like 112 miles till you hit South of the Border. And it was every single mile they'd be telling you how close you are to South of the Border. You know, he, he starts getting even sleepier every time he gets closer to the mile. He just seems like sleeping. He's yeah. laying down. <laughs> <clears throat> it, was, it was amazing. I mean, South of the Border itself kind of sucks. The, it's all marketing. You see the gorilla? There's like a gorilla and stuff like that hanging yeah. outside there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting there. And being like, oh, this place, this place is not, it's not nothing. And my dad as, goes, a, as a kid, we used to be like, oh my God, we're going to the south of the border. Oh! <laughs> bathrooms, and now I'm as an adult, like, look how trashy this place is. What the freak, man? <laughs> 10 cents to pee outside. Like, what is going on? What, you have to pay to pee? Well, I didn't know until this guy just standing there. And I was like, do you have to pay him? And my dad's like, just give him some money. I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know that. That's very European of south of the border. Yeah. Yeah. That's very European. I love that. I got a comb like North Carolina and South walks. Carolina meet, right? That's the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's Fayetteville, right there, like that Fayetteville area. Have you been, Robbie? Yeah, a bunch of times. A bunch of times. Yeah, probably the ten. I would drove to Myrtle Beach a lot, which is like when yes. you get to south of the border, then you're done with ninety five. So that would be like the done with that part of the trip. So I would have been there probably ten, fifteen times. Did you go for a bike week, or you just went just to be going? Uh, I've been for bike week. I, my, a bunch of my family moved from Brooklyn to Myrtle Beach. What's this bike week shit? It's wild, man. Yeah, there's a well, wild. bike week is wild. What's wild about it? My I dad mean, it loves bike week. Wild. My dad goes to bike week. He doesn't even have a bike. All right, so it's tell me what bike week is. It's just bad people have bikes and they do Imagine they have, like, outdoor concerts. Yeah. Uh -huh. Love for bikers. You mean like like pedal bikers? 
No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, uh, oh, vroom, vroom. We're talking no. vroom, vroom. He's, he's bound yeah. and down type of bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I've so everyone for that. <laughs> everyone just rolls through on motorcycles. Yes. It's like thousands, bike week is in a black bike week is in a Yeah, there's a black bike week too. Yeah. Which wow. is usually Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Robbie, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I've this is what I'm saying. Times. This is he. he uh, this is why I asked, is, is my facts right? <laughs> and then he just sits there silently. We're talking south of the border. The kid oh, has stock in south of the border. He won't even chime in. The, I got, I got a, a switchblade comb from there that lasted me a long time. Comb. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the coolest <laughs> shit. I was like nine. Wow. <clears throat> I gotta go. It's to that one. That one. I would say like Myrtle Beach, but I think the all time the the best one I ever went to was in Daytona Beach. Okay. It was NASCAR happening at the same time, Bike Week, and Spring Break, and it was the wildest time I've ever seen of parties. How old were you then? Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty two. Wow. Twenty two. Perfect age. So it's just like you see all these old men driving all these hot chicks on their motorcycles and stuff like that. And then you see a NASCAR people drive. It was just all the parties were just people you never expected to party together were partying together, and it was very yeah. wild. Wow. Were you a wild kid? I would. I would say I was. I was the guy who liked to have fun. Uh huh. Yeah, I would say I was wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jared was trying to do mental gymnastics. Had to say he wasn't. You know. <laughs> But I would say this. I would say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to say more people were more wild than him. He's like, I was, I was the wildness guy. determined on where I was. Okay. Okay. So when I grew up in the Netherlands, like when we, my dad was in the military, so he took us to Tokyo in the Netherlands. So it's just Wait, like you every, grew up in in by Amsterdam. I grew up in this place called Brunsum. It's like I lived there for like six or seven years. It's a it's a it's an area on the southern side of the Netherlands. And then Jesus. I lived in Tokyo, like all my teenage years were in the Netherlands and Tokyo. What? So it was just like, instead of like, we were going to Rapungi at like 12 and 13 because, uh-huh. you know, the Japanese people didn't know what black people looked, you know, they, they didn't know that we weren't adults. They just thought we were all old black people. So we wow. just used different IDs to get inside. They sort of partying at a young age. But uh-huh. in the Netherlands, the drinking age was 15. Yeah. The Everything was young. So everything, when I came to America, I'd done everything. Uh, but like parties weren't that exciting to me because I've done the wildest stuff you can think of before I turned the age of 18. Wow. Yeah. Phone parties, everything else. We start with phone parties and it just gets worse from there. Huh? Them, I got, I got drop kicked in a phone party one time. Uh, <laughs> we had a full Royal rumble bash in a phone party. When I was like 17, because this is when like George Bush was not liked at all. Yeah. So they were like, to now where he's a sweet painter that everyone loves. I forget yeah. how, how bad he was. So 2005, 2000, 2006, yeah, where he yeah. just, where people start throwing shoes at him and stuff like that, where they didn't like Americans. They were just like, they wanted Americans to like tone down a little bit. Uh-huh. And we're in this club, this phone party, and they found out we're Americans and we're doing just typical American stuff, standing on top of bars. <laughs> You know, doing, you know, American stuff. Yeah, this yeah. guy comes from behind and sweeps my leg off the bar. Damn. I fall down. I take off my shirt and start spinning like a helicopter so the foam can get out the way. Jim Jones style. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> just dive right into him. Dive right into him. Start fighting. 
Then my friends start fighting. But the thing is, if you're fighting in foam, it's scary. I can't swim. So I'm breathing in all this foam. I'm freaking out the whole time. Imagine like dish soap choking yeah. you. So I'm like trying to choke this guy out. And I'm like, <laughs> trying to breathe. <laughs> trying not to breathe. And then whoever's trying to help me, they're slipping all over the place. It was just like a Three Stooges fight. It was whimsical, but but, but violent at yeah, the same yeah. time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. And then it was just, it was that era of just like, it's like, cause like when you're an American in a different place, you guys all link together, you know, cause you're all in this thing together. Sure. So it was just like when you guys go off the base in Japan, everyone's together. But on the base, it was just, it was just freaking wild, man. Just seniors beating you up the whole time, throwing my friends in lockers and stuff like that. Oh, cause you went to military school. It's, yeah, it's like a military public school. They call it DODS, Department of Defense Education. And was it run by, was it run by people in the military? Yeah, right? Their spouses. There's, oh, okay. So it's just like some, like, like some people, some people just, when they graduate, they work for DODS. So they teach like military kids uh -huh. or they teach like kids in that base or whatever. And they get like a stipend from the government. They live pretty good lives and stuff like that. So, but when I lived in the Netherlands, everybody lived with the people. So there were no bases. Oh, so my okay. neighbors were Dutch. I met Dutch neighbors. I remember when Obama got elected, these random people came to our house and started high-fiving me and my dad. Congratulations, your black friend. He did it. <laughs> your black <laughs> friend? Like, what? They're like, yeah, you guys did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Michael Jackson died. My Dutch uh -huh. neighbor came over crying. So we thought something. I said, what happened? He's like, the thriller. He's dead. I'm like, what? The thriller? And he's like, Michael Jackson. And we're like, oh, freak. We all got choked up. We're like, oh, thank you for telling us this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got to go tell our black neighbors. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Our black neighbors. Every time something black happened, they're just like. I know who to tell. We yeah, know, who, we know who needs this info. <laughs> but it was crazy, though, because like German and Dutch people, they would tell me all these stories. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah. my neighbor on the right was German. The other one was Dutch. And they would just be fighting all the time about random stuff. And this Dutch dude told me, like, after World War II, all the Germans stole their bikes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, and Dutch people love bicycles, bro. Yes. That's their shit out there. Not even, like, not even like a Duffy or like a BMX thing, like some classic, like, basket shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They love bikes. I went to Amsterdam. I'd never seen, I mean, I'd never seen, first off, the some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right? It's tall. I mean, just like classically beautiful right but i've never seen people so happy to be on a bicycle just and also no regard for pe for pedestrians no regard for cars a bicycle will hit your car and, and then come out and say why the fuck were you driving in the streets yeah in amsterdam they uh this guy told me one time like the netherlands is a safe haven for everybody because they don't really get inside like wars and stuff so like different people vacation there I think we saw Willie Nelson down in Amsterdam one time. We saw Snoop Dogg just walking with a giant tree, walking inside like a place. What do you mean a giant tree? He had like a big old like marijuana plant. He was just like walking oh. with the plant somewhere. And <laughs> Willie Nelson, they were just shooting that I am Superman or whatever. He just walked with a giant tree. Like, oh, that's Snoop Dogg. And he's, like, What's up? he's like, what's up, nephew? And then he just like walked over. Because he didn't think we spoke English. You know, sometimes when you're in a different place, like, all oh, those black people don't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, Snoop, Snoop, LBC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that's the most, I mean, your Snoop sighting might be the best Snoop sighting ever. You just saw him walking around with a, a, a tree of marijuana. Giant. In Amsterdam. In, in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. 
So I guess it's just like when you when you grow up there, it's not that big of a deal. Like a lot of Dutch people just don't care about a lot of stuff, you know. So when yeah. I got here, like when someone's doing anything wild and stuff like that, I was like, it's none of my business. I don't care. Well, because Amsterdam was the place that all the elites would go to party back yeah. in the day. That was like what Amsterdam, the city, was built on. That's why everything's legal there is because everyone from Europe, all the fucking people with money will go there. And that's why Bilderberg uh, was established there. Dude, honestly, it's, it, that makes a whole lot more sense because now it's it's just like when you get there, nobody get nobody get they're very careless not careless people but they just don't care about what's going on yeah. like i seen like a full fight and i'm just like why'd you just walk past i'm like nobody cares they'll, they'll settle it and sometimes when you legalize everything mm -hmm. what, what crime can you have yeah yeah well i went there and there's a mm -hmm. lot of signs like don't pee outside I, it must be annoying for it to be a place where people come to party every other block was like just don't pee outside just don't Wait, pee outside. Did you, did you see those like porter potties that are just in the open? Did you mm -hmm. see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it must be like just a pro. Because everyone does their bachelor party there, or like. Yeah. Um, not as many bachelorette parties. More bachelor parties. I seen it. I don't know once. why, but there's some reason why. <laughs> I'm not sure, but there's something that calls these men out to Amsterdam. You know. <laughs> I saw one where this guy he was effed up, and his huh? boat his he was like a boat taxi. Yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to wait, but he jumps off the bridge on top of the boat taxi. And the guy, it's his house, and he throws him back into the water. <laughs> he's like, this is my house. And he just throws him back into the water. Jesus Christ. I got asked to go to Amsterdam to do comedy there for a while. Big scene. Big, big, yeah. big improv scene there. Yeah, they, they offered me a year contract to go uh, do at Boom, Chicago. What'd you say, no? I said no. Like a fucking idiot. I was I was 24. I could have been living living life large. Oh, wow, yeah. I was an idiot. You would have been fighting at phone parties. That's what you would have been. I, you know what? I like that. I have. I used to have fun, Jared. Yeah, well, we're we're in our 30s now, so our fun is mm -hmm. our fun is more like sightseeing fun. Yes, I went I went to Amsterdam and uh, I went I went to the Van Gogh Museum. <laughs> you know? That was the only thing. That was what I go. I go. You know what I want to do? What? I want to go to the. Van, I want. I want to go to the Van Gogh. Maybe I'll hit a hit a weed twice and then go inside Van Gogh and experience <laughs> art. See the 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 fall of a great artist throughout the throughout his years on Earth. You know, and that's what I did. I think the last time I physically partied partied was when all of my high school friends. We haven't seen each other in like five years, four years. We all got kicked out of a club simultaneously uh -huh. in Daytona Beach, and then we were all sitting there kicked out. I was like, you know what? Maybe we should stop partying, man. I think this might be the end for us. <laughs> I really think wow, is, and you stuck to it. I think this is like done. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, I think that everybody's amped up by the people you go to high school with, you know, are like childhood friends. Yeah. And for us, like being like military brats, we all are spaced around the world. Uh -huh. So like once we graduate high school, we never see when we know we don't never know when we're gonna see each other. And my friend went through a horrible breakup, and he goes, "You know what? Let's all go to Daytona Beach." And I was like, "All right." And then he goes, "Next, let's go to what was it? Uh, Panama City." Oof. And then it was like the the last time I was like, "All right, let's go to Daytona Beach." And after that, I remember I I uh, that's when I first started teaching, and I had like ten thousand dollars in cash because they gave all the teachers money to teach the kids, so it's fake money. What do you mean it's fake money? You know, so you like play money. You like money. Oh, yeah. Like to teach kids, kids about money. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> my first year teaching, yeah. and my boys hit me up like, let's do Daytona Beach one more time. I was like, dude, I got a job now. I was like, all right, I just took off work. I'm coming. So I come, <laughs> and I just pack whatever's in my bag, and I forgot I had all this fake money because I didn't open it yet. So my boy opens up my bag. He's from St. Louis. And he goes, you got $10,000 in here? I was like, it's not real money. He takes a $20 bill, wraps it around a rubber band, and is walking around with a knot of cash, a knot. So every time he goes, he holds it up in the air, and they let us in free to every single club. Wow. <laughs> wow, this is a move. This is a move. I support this move 100%. He's definitely had to be somewhat look like real. Well, he so he, once you, you wrap it up, like it wraps up in the screen. Oh, he put green. a real twenty dollar bill on the outside. Oh, yeah. it look like not knots of cash. Yeah, and I'm sitting like, dude, man, please, please don't. So we go to one place, we get kicked out because he's throwing money in the air, and then they turn on the black lights, and all like the go-go dancers are picking up money, and this girl goes, "This money's fake." Then the bouncers come, <laughs> <laughs> tossing people out. But it, but it happens at 10 o'clock. So these are like the B-team dancers. These aren't like the, the great dancers. These are the ones that are like, you know, they probably going to college and stuff like that. So there was just so many people at Daytona Beach. They just throw us out. So I go back into the place. I was like, hey, you guys mind if I get this money off the ground? It's for my students. We really got to look. <laughs> You're going to go-go dancers and be like, I got to teach kids about the money. Yeah, put your pasties back on. Can we pick this back? Can we pick this back up? And so he's like, yeah. So now I got like maybe five left, five thousand dollars left, right? And I said, like, look, I was like, look, man, this is for my like, they, this I'm just my first year teaching. Like, come on, man, like I really need this money. Can't be throwing it out. <laughs> we go to another place uh, in Panama City. This is the last place we got banned from, and uh, they have a giant pool because that's where they do phone parties at. But there's no phone, so it's like a giant pool. And one of my friends, he's like, he's a football player. And I convinced him that the go-go dancer was his ex-girlfriend. But he was just drunk out of his mind. But he didn't know who he was. I was. So I was like, look, man. I said, that's your ex-girlfriend. He goes, really? I said, you should suplex her into the pool. No, you're uh, a troublemaker. That's yeah. the type of guy I was. I was just like, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. And he goes, that's not my girl. I, like, I just had a conversation with her. Look at her. She's waving. And I told her, when he waves, can you wave? So they both oh, wave at the same time. Oh, you are you are wild, Jared. You are on one right now. Did you he warn her about up, the suplex? He comes up from behind. Brock Lesnar suplexes her into the pool, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's laughing, but the bouncers don't know, and they jump into the pool and start punching him inside the water. So they think <laughs> someone's trying to attack a go-go dancer. So my friends jump into the pool, fighting the bouncers. Oh my I can't God. really swim. So I'm just like, oh man, this is crazy. <laughs> like six feet, I'm only five seven. I'm not jumping in that water. So, so it's a fight. Everybody's cheering, everyone's fighting in the water. So I take the $5,000 that I have and throw it up in the air. <laughs> every person in that club on spring break jumps into the pool fighting for the money <laughs> so the bouncers are like fighting random kids they're trying to fight everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. they think they're getting jumped but they don't know they're getting money so me and my friends were soaking wet we get finally tossed out we're sitting back at the hotel and i was like i think we're done man we're done this is it that's a good way to go out this is a good way to go out everyone's like busted lips everything else uh-huh. And I'm sitting there just like, where am I? I'm like on like Amazon, like, where am I going to find money? Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you ever have to tell the people like your principal or anything? Ask for more money to give to the kids? I just, uh, I, I, I don't think it was my first year teaching. I said, like, did you, did you even give me that? She goes, yeah, I think we did. And I was like, well, uh, just tell me where to find it again. Cause the story was so wild. I was like, let me just keep this to myself. Sure. You can't be, be yeah. You can't be like, I, I'm gonna... like 22. I was 22. I was like a 20, I was maybe 23 when I started teaching. I was uh -huh. very young. <clears throat> and that's yeah. when I was like, you know what? I think my dad told me, he's like, you gotta, he said, it's over, buddy. It's over. That's what he told you after that story i think i think i, I didn't tell him the full story uh -huh. but like after like coming back to work that monday and being so tired and having like a red eye and stuff like that they're like jared are you okay i said yeah just a long weekend <laughs> it's a long really long weekend and that's when i realized like all right man all right this is this is it this is it for us man so that's now I'm, I'm a pretty tame party goer. I know when to leave. Yeah, yeah. I know if there's foam, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be a part of this. Also, I'll carry you maybe wife. $40 cash. That's the most I ever carry at a party now. Oh, really? Yeah. In case I have to throw it, at least it'd be yeah. at least 40 ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get, you'll get the, the wildest people jumping in the pool for once, <laughs> right. you know? The craziest of them all. You're married now, though, right? I'm married, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, so married. it's a different world for you. Four months ago. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. We had to postpone our wedding during the pandemic. Uh, a month before my wedding last year, uh, she went down to Belize to set up for the wedding, and she got quarantined in Belize for 10 months. Wow. Yeah, That's so insane. I was alone for 10 months, yeah. Best sleep I got in my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Without her there, watch. She wakes you up all night long. No, she's just she's very tall, so we sleep in a queen size. She's like five ten, so there's a lot more space in that bed when there's one person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, she she's is she taller than you? Yeah, she's taller than me. I think she's five nine, five ten. Yeah, that's nice. I like it, you know. Yeah, most guys. We, yeah, when we hold it, if she wears high heels, she might be like six foot ten, you know. And I love it. <laughs> you like that? It, yeah. I mean. I, when you see I us like walking, that. we look like Bubbles and Michael Jackson walking throughout New York City. That's what we look like. That's so funny. I think most dudes are, uh, I mean, I think it's because girls care about that. But like most dudes yeah. are like, I don't like when the girl's taller than me. Yeah, me, I don't care. I could I care think, less too. I think that people, I think people love tall women, you know? Yeah, for you it should be like, look at this. I I got such a tall, beautiful woman, like right. taller than me. I'm a, my personality must be amazing. Right, we look like yeah. a traditional Mexican couple. <laughs> traditional. Orale, look at her. And did you get like, did you do like a, a quarantine kind of wedding, or did you do no, like a well, whole big thing? So we had we invited three hundred people, and we had to cut it down to sixteen. So oh, wow. had to, yeah, I was tough, man. I cut my grandmother out the wedding, and your grandma, she, uh, yeah, she definitely had some words for me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's for her own. It's your grandma's yeah, for yeah. safety so, more yeah, than it was. It was good as my brother. So we each we each had like eight people. We each had like eight people from each side. So mm -hmm. I've I'm a relatively big family. My family, my dad has four kids. My mom and dad have four kids, and my best friend from high school he came. So mm -hmm. it was just a real intimate wedding. We all danced and party and had a good time. And it was good. And I think she wanted a smaller wedding. You know, I kept inviting people. She told me, like, limit it to 100. Then I invited another 100. Then I invited every comic that I knew and stuff yeah. like that. 
So, <laughs> you didn't so, listen at all. I was just, I was inviting everybody. I was like, no, everybody come to my wedding. It's about to be a party. It's got a, a mic afterwards if anybody wants to say anything. So wow. it was just like, it was very intimate. It's like that. And we had it in Belize too. Oh, oh wow. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So right near a river. We had like near, uh, 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 it's like a river, like a nice river lake. So it was like a river wedding. So it was good. She had a nice dress, everything else. That's that's so nice. Is she back now in New York with you? Yeah, yeah. She's been living. She's been living with you. So we, as soon as we, uh, she got back. So as soon as the pandemic, like they lifted restraints, she got here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's adjusting being in New York City. So she's good. That's oh, that's so nice. Did you, did you get choked up at your wedding? You cry, Jared? Uh, t- I tried to go viral. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah. <laughs> You were forcing the tears. You had the visine dripping. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. It's like it's when like I, they cut I, the camera. When I, when I heard her vows, that's when I was like, I got teary. I wish you heard the vows and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, now we've been together nine years, so it was just like, uh, well, we started 2012. 2012, I met her in Orlando, Florida. We met at Disney World, so that's how we. Oh wow! We you picked up your wife at Disney World? Yeah. Yes, I did. I- what were you where, like? Where, I on seen you Space on the, I seen you on the teacups. <laughs> I like the way you spin, girl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh oh. Splash Mountain hit you hard, baby. Okay. You all wet. Let me get you a poncho. <laughs> what a, what a, what a preferences. We were working at Disney World. That's how we met. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where were you working? Uh. So I was working in this place called Cosmic Rays, one of the busiest restaurants in there. The reason why I went there because like I used to work on the boats, like the the ferry boats that take you from like Magic Kingdom to the parking lot. Uh huh. And then uh, they put me in Disney jail, right? That's what they called Disney jail because I was fired from there. Uh, one time oh. I forgot to tie one of the boats, so the boats started drifting off as guests were getting on, right? But if you didn't know anything about boats, you just thought it was a rocky boat, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> some dude dived me out. I was like that that guy from that guy from Tampa's. He's like, he forgot to tie the boat up. It's very unsafe. So they so they do like a Disney court where you state your case. And I was like, my case is like, I just started working. There. I know how to tie boats. I was like, I'm not a, you know, I'm trying. You know, it's I'm paid minimum wage. <laughs> yes. yeah. Right. Like, I'm just trying to try a boat. Like, it's not like I did it on purpose. And then I, I like made like this whole thing about like this whole company was built off mistakes as a black, I don't know what I said, as a black, uh, gay uh, transgender person, it's hard being like that. I use every, I use every minority possible. And, and they're like, okay, so they take you to Disney jail. So anything on your application that you don't want to do, you put like the last things you want to do and that's your Disney jail. So the goal is that you could quit instead of them firing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to keep so, so they make so you quit like, what you don't want to do when you sign up. Yeah, yeah. So your top, your top three things. Yeah, your top three things and the top, the last three things that you don't want to do. Uh-huh. So mine was sanitation and food. Like, I didn't want to be in the parks yeah. serving food, and I didn't want to be the parks cleaning. So as they, like, put me in there, they put me in food services, which was the best thing because that's where all the prettiest people were. Yeah. Because when you, if you ever go to Disney World, when you're getting food service, always beautiful women. So you that's know what? <clears throat> when food's around, I got uh, my eyes on one thing, man. You know, <laughs> I got I got to open up. There. I got to look not look at the plate. I got to look uh, look at the eyes. Wow. If you notice, if you notice, like all the pretty people from around the world. So she was like Belizean is like Spanish, everything else. So when I got there, I was like, oh man, I got to heaven, freak. I got yeah. I finally got off these boats, and then now 
I'm in the back serving food and stuff like that, and that's how we bumped. We bumped in the back. Wow. That's a beautiful that's a beautiful meeting. But we say this thing at Disney World too, like if you don't get the girl's number as soon as you meet her, like Magic Kingdom has her now. Seventy thousand people there. So there's not a chance you might run into him again. Oh yeah. Oh. Wow. You gotta act fast. Gotta act fast. You gotta be on it. Shoot so you so you met her and you just shot your shot instantly, being like, Let I me proposed get on the first date. I was playing though, but she was very scared when I did that. But uh <laughs> Of course she was scared. She Where did you go you. on the first day? Everybody started clapping. Everybody was like, oh, my God. What oh, the freak is amazing? It wasn't even like a joke. Be like, I, I'm going to marry you. You like got on a knee. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing. As, our first day, we went to the Avengers 2012. April. We went to see the Avengers, the first okay. Avengers. Okay. A matinee. To all my dudes, take a check to the matinee because you still got some daylight left. You know what I mean? So we went at 10 a.m. and then at 12. I was like, hey, 10 a.m. Yeah. It's 10 a.m. <laughs> You do 10 a.m. dates, bro? You have all the daylight. What are you talking about? Some daylight. 10 a.m. It was so when we got done, it was a breakfast special. Did you ever hook up after a 10 a.m. date? Oh, yeah. No, I I couldn't kiss her during the movie because I was actually interested. I was like, freak, what is happening with Thor right now? I was interested. (laughs) I was excited about this movie. Your girl's trying to kiss you. She's like, yeah. We like held hands, but we're like seeing Iron Man and Thor fight. And then, like, afterwards, uh-huh. we were, like, walking to my car. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing the rest of the day? She goes, I got nothing else to do. And I was like, let's go to Disney World. Let's go. She's never been to, like, the park. Even though we worked there, she didn't go to certain things. So yeah. we went to um, Hollywood Studios. We went on all the rides. You get it for free, right? Yeah. So we went to yeah. Fantasmic. And then when the fireful fireworks went off, we just started making out. And uh, I slit my tongue in her throat, you know. Players, and then you propose wow. after Fantasmic. Oh, oh, it, so so, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. And then you go, I slit my tongue. <laughs> you, you go, the fireworks, it was beautiful. We're holding hands. And I get my nasty ass tongue in the mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you fucking creep. I'm like, what is my wife now? <laughs> I was like, so why don't we tell my kids? I'm like, well, your mother, she was kissing on the first date. So what? who am I to say? <laughs> And so, so wait, before, before the Phantasmic, before the Phantasmic, she never met Mickey Mouse before. So I was like, let's go meet Mickey. So yeah. when we went to go through there, it was her first time doing it. So as she took pictures with him, I went to go do it. And I got down. Everyone started clapping. I was like, oh, my, this is a proposal. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know who this guy is. No, I just. <laughs> oh but someone took a picture of that moment, right? Uh-huh. And they sent it to us. And then um, when we got engaged, I got engaged. So when we went to Paris, France, the day before our seven year anniversary, we went past the Louvre Eiffel Tower and I took it to Disneyland Paris and recreate the same moment seven years later. Wow, that's terrible. So you got proposed. You proposed at this end up comedians, callbacks. That's all it was a seven yeah. year callback. <laughs> I mean, Jared, that's very romantic, man. Yeah, that's... I mean, I'm a player from the Himalayas. You know what time it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even say that's that's like sweet. That's heartfelt. That's more than a player from the Himalayas, you know? Yeah, I think so. Mickey gave her a letter. So like when we we're taking pictures of Mickey uh-huh. Mouse, Mickey gave her a letter and that letter like detailed like uh, every time I try to propose throughout France and then we brought it back to the original. It's just sometimes like I knew like I knew when I was like I was playing around this day, but I was like, it would be cool if I I knew when I got engaged it was going to be back at the place where it all started, you know? Yeah. And this was at the end there of was... your trip in Paris, right? First day, the first day of the trip. This is Jared. You did it right, bro. Yeah. Because if you're going to take a romantic trip like that, you get it out of the way. Yeah. Because she was she thinking that she, you were going to propose on that trip? 
Yeah. Well, after talking now, she said, yeah, because she said she had her nails done. Her friends were making sure, like, this. which day is it going to be? Because we had everything lined up. So it could have been any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but- the reason why is because our anniversary was the next day after. So I was like, I want to do it the day before our anniversary. So uh-huh. we can't say we've been together seven years without being engaged. Uh, that's like nice. The day before our seventh anniversary, so we can enjoy our anniversary, going to like the Louvre and doing all this Perry stuff and like that. But yeah. like, and I can't hide that ring anymore. That ring, I couldn't. I didn't. I was gonna lose it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's scary. I once went to Paris. I kept it in a sock the whole time. It was in a sock. I put it in a. I put the case and I put the case in a sock because yeah. like we share bags. So you know, imagine her like when they're going through our stuff at Disney World. Like, oh, what's this? Like, this is just a sock. In case your feet get wet. Right. Makes sense. Right, right. Wet sock, socks yeah. is the worst. You get on water rides and stuff like that. You want to switch socks and stuff. Makes sense. This Jared, was... I have a question. Yes, yeah. sir. How many first dates did you propose on? Being like, this would be cute <laughs> later on. <laughs> how many How many shots? How many <laughs> arrows did you throw? I, I mean, I hope your wife's not around. Hearing this. <laughs> I've never done that before at all. Never. That was the only never, time. Never, all right. Never. You gotta think about. So when I got when I when I came back to America, right? I came back from the Netherlands, and in yeah. the Netherlands, since prostitution is legal, a lot of women don't like men taking them out on dates. So the women would take the dudes out on dates, or you pay your way, I pay my way. We're going Dutch. Oh, because then they feel like they owe. It's like they owe I'm you. T- so yeah, it was just like when uh, I got here, when I got back, like I. It was weird when like girls asked like, "Why are you going to go on a date? Where's your wallet at? How come you're not paying right now?" They're like, "What? Excuse me? I'm like, excuse you? You asked me to go out. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. So it was just like I didn't. Sometimes I, I can't say. It. Sometimes you know, you know, you know. Uh-huh. She was, she, you know, she was not saying just because she was a ten, but just like sometimes you meet people, and you just like no, you know. I will say, Fantasmic was the start of a, a very long relationship for me as well. <laughs> it didn't end. I may not be over it ten years later, but <laughs> what, what do you mean, Robbie? I went to like on a senior trip to Disney, and I would hang out with this girl, and we went to. It's like a romantic vibe. It is this right, whole, this, yeah, especially I love Disney World. You want to know some sick shit right now, Jared? You know what this kid texted me last night in the middle of the night? He sends me. This he is sends, not in the middle. No, Jared. No, Jared, this is, this is some sick shit. He's talking about how romantic Disney is, how this is how relationship starts. He texts me. He goes, $80 flights to Orlando. What, what do you say you and I go to Disney together? I have. All right. This Jared, is what he's I saying, have, bro. This <laughs> wasn't in the middle of the night. Two in the night. morning. Two in the morning. Southwest? No. <laughs> My parents were like, I could stay at one of these resorts for free for a week. I'm and not I'm like, going to Fantasmic go, with you, bro. Yeah, okay, I, go to, I don't even gonna go. I would go to Epcot for one or two days and like sit at the, these resorts are mad nice. They're the not, kids are like, he's not gonna lie, those resorts are amazing. Why no, would you not nice. sit and like I'm? I think I'm gonna go either way. Why not take a free week to live in one of these nice resorts? Do you guys ever do this? So what I do is I do pre-dates by myself, right? Okay. So like sometimes I go to places and I'm just like, man, I know a chick would really love this. So one time I was with that Fantasmic with my boys in there and I saw the fireworks going off. I'm looking around, seeing all these people uh, making out. I said, okay, this is, when I go on a date, I gotta go. Uh, this seems like the place. So like when I watch movies, I'll watch it first to be like, just to make sure I ain't scared, you know? If it's not too scary, yeah, we can go to the movie and watch this. I said, uh, I've been going on pre-dates for the last five years. Jared. You got to predate yourself to know where you know where your comfortability is. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I don't do scary movies at all. But my lady loves scary movies. But also, I would have spots. I would go. 
I would have like the same spot I would go. And that fucked me. It fucked me one time. I think every dude has a routine. Everybody yeah. has the same routine. So it's what we said the routine was when we were at working in Orlando. Take a girl to Disney World, bring her back to the house, turn on the temperature to 50 degrees. So it's really cold inside there. This is ruthless, Jared. <laughs> 50 degrees. You're... 65, I think, was, gets the message. Well, my lady was freezing. When she came over, she, was busy, free. she all, left I, with a pneumonia. I text, I text my boys. I said, cut, cut the temperature. We cut it down to 50. <laughs> so she was freezing. I was like, oh, I got a blanket. Oh, my. She says, we're just sitting underneath a blanket, like snuggling and stuff like that. But I think I knew it was wrong because I was talking to my sister before she went to college. I was like, if a guy tries to turn the temperature to 65, you need to get out of that house. And she goes, yeah. what? <laughs> that's some sneaky shit. We would watch, we watch Planet of the Apes, and that's what we did. We had a DVD of the rise of the Planet of the Apes. I said, put this movie in. That was our routine. Yeah. Yeah, you, you always have a movie. Planet yeah, of the Apes is an it. interesting makeup movie to choose. I think it's because the movie is so uh, the first the the one with uh, James Franco. Yeah, yeah. You think that's a fun movie to make out to? At the end, yeah. My high school girlfriend. I talked to her, and she told me that I used to make her watch The Godfather, and I would stop kissing her and go, I go, stop, stop. We gotta watch this scene, and I would like make her watch the scenes. I go, no, no, no. Look, look at Vito. Look at Vito. He's about to say, and I, like mouth the words, and I pause, and I make her quote The Godfather back to me, and then I go back to hooking up. I would do when he says Caesar is home. Uh huh. That would be my moment right there. You would stop kissing to to watch. Start. At oh. the end, at the end, when he goes, Caesar is home. And, and that's what you go. Now we can start. Caesar is home. <laughs> Set it up, the lob. Wow. I got married. To, that's how it works. I used to do Mean Girls because I like that. Because oh, oh. because I'd be kissing, and then. It, God forbid I glance at the TV. I was in high school. Nothing bad to look at on the TV. It kept me in the mood. College, it was Hook with Robin Williams. I would tell all the girls I was in the movie. I would tell I was a little black kid at the end. Interesting. Oh, there you are, Peter. I said, that was you? I said, I'm not. I don't want to talk about my child celebrity stuff. This industry messed me up. <laughs> I used to tell people that my... uh that my uncle was the guy who who introduced uh, the guy for Mambo Number no. Five. <laughs> that that used to I go oh yeah you know that song Mambo Number no. Five. My uncle was the guy who goes ladies and gentlemen this is my I go yeah that's my uncle you know I, I've been to a lot of a lot of concerts. It's fun to lie a little bit to a girl. It's fun I think so I think in the beginning I, when my when I, my lady first met me I didn't even tell her my real name I told her my name was Sasha that was my love name in Orlando. That was your love name. That was that on my, the... my best friend's name is Sasha. And okay. when we were in Daytona Beach, we met all these girls, and they go, what's your name? He goes, my name is Jared Waters. And I was like, you've been using my name out here? I said, Full I name. use your name every time I'm outside. Full name. Jeez, throwing around <laughs> first and last. Goes, my name is Jared. I'm like, what? I've been telling girls my name is Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> so you told her, and when did you have to break the news that your name isn't Sasha? I when we met my family and stuff like that. So wait, wait, how long did she think your name was Sasha? Maybe like three weeks, a month or something like that. Because it was just like, when like in Orlando, like my name was just Sasha. That's what I did. I was like, I was, I was like, I'm just Sasha. I just changed my whole identity. I think when you grow in a military background, everywhere you go, you can change your identity, you know? 
Yeah, so like yeah. when I was in Japan, everybody called me Money Waters. Everybody called me Money. When I was in the Netherlands, J Rad and stuff like that. And I was like, I think I'm gonna be Sasha just to be just start as a joke. Then yeah. I got it. I was like, oh, that's Sasha. That's, and then and after, you, you know, then she was like Jared, and then she's like my family. Jared. His name is his name ain't Sasha. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> Your little Disney thing said Sasha. Sasha, 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 and the other one said Jared from Krypton from Krypton. I mean, at least you're living your lies. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So it's just like, I guess like, so I think like growing up in a military background, like it was just, you. the reason why we didn't give our names is because, you know, some people, you know, they're they're taking Americans and stuff like that. And it was, you know, yeah. pretty dangerous. So we all just had like different identities if something got happened, something happened to us and stuff like that. So we all sure. just stay together. Sure. That, yeah, that must have been scary as a kid. To know that, not, like, not not scary, not scary, but it's just like you you always had to be aware of who you were. I feel like it was like a lot of military kids just got in trouble because they were way too smart, just way too smart. Like I know kids that were stealing off base and stuff like that, and then you go on the base and then they they don't discipline you and stuff like that because you're an American, so they take you back to the American authorities and stuff like that. So it was just like God God bless any other country that has American children in their country at the time like adolescents because they're going to get in trouble yeah and because they wouldn't you wouldn't be disciplined through that you have country. to be disciplined through the base yeah unless yeah, you're they, 18. i remember this guy at my high school yeah. he got in a fight at a club and he beat up he just beat up this japanese dude and he didn't know he was a member of the yakuza and they tagged his car so every time he went off it was just like they flagged so he had to stop driving his car they like they put a mark on him. They put a mark on him. As soon as he dropped that car, it's like he had like two hundred people looking for him. Ain't that hard recognizing a giant black dude with red hair? So it was just like they had to like. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> What's your boy? Who's your boy? <laughs> you know, like black. Uh, you know, uh, people with like uh, it was like sideshow Bob a little bit. You know, people with like that yeah, red, yeah. reddish. Some black people have red hair. They look this like, wasn't dyed. This they look was like natural. knuckles. They look like knuckles a little bit. This was natural red hair. Yeah, natural like oh. light skin freckle black people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. But it was like that. It was like that. You know, kids getting in trouble and stuff like that because you knew on a base you got three strikes before they send you back to America. So people knew how many strikes they had. I remember there was a guy in my high school. He stole from this Japanese store and they beat him with like kendo sticks for like an hour. What? Bat, 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 beat his legs, then they let him go after that, just to give him a lesson. Wow. Did he ever steal again? <clears throat> he probably did, yeah, he probably did. <laughs> Should've went for an hour too, you know? <clears throat> like, but, but like listen. Europe, I think in Europe, it was just like, if you're like 17, they treat you like Americans, they'll lock you up, they'll do everything else. But it was like in those countries where the American, if they're heavy on American like infrastructure or everything else, it, I just felt bad because, like, me looking back on, I was like, imagine how much trouble we got on being on the trains at 3 o'clock in the morning, making noise and stuff like that, and just being like Americans. Yeah. We're it's, the most cockiest people in the world. We're the only people that force another people to speak our language inside their country. Yeah, do you speak any other languages? I can, like, hold conversations in, like, Dutch and, like, Spanish, and, like, everywhere I go, I know the greetings of where the places were and, like, find directions. So like if someone's lost, I can understand what they're saying or try to maneuver what it is. Wow. Jared, I had no idea about all, all your past like this. 
international, man, international. I think that's why I'm, uh, I think that's why, like, when you relate to, like, different crowds, like, there's Germans in there, I know some German, and, like, sometimes if you go to, like, a hostel show, you, like, meet people uh -huh. from around the world, and me and my lady, we're all just traveling, you know? So, like, when I go to a country, I get lost, and I try to talk to people in the country. That's why I'm always introducing, try to learn facts about it, so that's a common ground when you meet somebody. So you'll just say a fact about the country? Not a, or just something that I remember about something else, and that, like that, that the icebreaker. Oh, cool. That's, I mean, this is incredible. This is why, this is why you listen to people. Yeah. Because you were the outsider in all these places. This is why you're like a good I, listener. I can get it, yeah. Yeah. I've always been an outsider, so I've always been the guy who, you know, like even like moving like to North Carolina, like living like North Carolina, like I was the only black dude that lived in like different countries. So when I got in school, like I didn't understand, like, what are you talking, what? Freak or like, I understand like racism from a different aspect because my father's telling me it from his perspective, but like I lived in all these other places. So me f getting a gist of it like at 18 and like, oh, okay, this is what he's talking about. All right, this is like me walking down the neighborhood thinking like, oh, people are scared of me. Freak, I don't what, I'm just, I'm just like black American in these countries, but in this country, I'm a completely different type of black, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, this is why, I mean, this is why you're funny because this is, you had to, that's how you probably dealt with making people like you. You had to just meet new people, make them like you quick. Yeah. I read people fast. You got to read people fast. You see that audience member that's not laughing. It's like, don't even bother. Just move on to the next person. That's good. See a lady just hands folded. I was like, I'm not even gonna. Nope, I'm not even gonna try to crack this one. I'd rather take. I'd rather, unlike Jesus, I was. Like, I'd rather take 97 sheep instead of getting that one sheep. Nah, let that sheep die. Let that. That's yeah, beautiful. Let that sheep die. Let there was this. Die, I, you know? I remember once a few oh, like years ago, I had like a great show and someone's taking photos at the show, and I, I remember being so funny and you could see me and I'm like making a big face and. The whole front row is laughing, except for one person who's like this. <laughs> hands, just hands in his lap. And there's a photo almost asleep. And I go, that's beautiful. It's always good to remember there's going to be someone that doesn't like you. And it is what it is. It made me feel nice and free to let know that like, oh, someone's not going to like me. But I think that that takes maturity as a, as a, as a, as a comedic actor, a comedian to realize like you don't got to win them all. Nah, I just got to win enough. Enough. I just have but to sometimes win enough. Sometimes in your head, like, oh, I want to crack this one. I want to, and I was just like, mm, I'm not going to crack this one today. No, it's half the time. It's, it has nothing to do with you, Jared. Right. They stepped in a puddle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they had some, so they got some dookie on their shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, like their pants didn't button this morning. So now they're cranky. And I tell all comedians, because sometimes comics try to make fun of improvers. And I was like, we can't even do what improvers do. Do you understand how good that is? Do you understand how they're doing an hour off a suggestion? That's Jared. That's nice of you. Listen, that's nice of you to say. Listen, I, I went to an improv festival because I went on the wrong week. I was supposed to go to a stand-up festival in North Carolina uh -huh. and went to an improv festival. And I I thought, I, I didn't know where I was. Yeah. They're like, uh, try the scene again. I was like, wait, I'm trying to do stand-up. No, 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 no. Erase what you do. The characters is Emo Phillips. You ever heard of him, Emo Phillips? I have heard of him. He was doing improv. I was like, holy, I was, he doesn't even know these people. He's joining troops. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, improv is serious. It's a completely different muscle. If you haven't, if you haven't took the classes, and if you don't sure. know, exercise that muscle, it's a completely hard muscle. Yeah. Yeah.
You came to the show once. I don't think you liked it, though. Yes, I did. I had a good time. You had a good time? Was it, I think... Sunday, it was the Sunday mock? Mock? Uh, ask Cat, you came to. I don't think you had a good time. I think you thought, I, I'll say this. I think you liked me, but I don't know if you had a good time. No, I did that dude from Tracy Morgan show. I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a fun time. Oh, I love that. That's good then. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I did. I was. I don't know where I was. I think I was sitting with Coco and them, and I had a good time. I enjoy improv. Shout out Coco one time, you know. Do you ever do the one where they turn off all the lights and then they do a whole scene with the lights off? Nah, I don't do that. You know that. what that's called, though? Yeah, that's called a bat when you turn off all the lights and then you do scenes in the dark. So it's more like you could say, oh, look, oh, my God, I'm 12 feet tall. Can you believe this? Ow, I'm bumping into so many birds in the sky, you know? But, like, you could just paint a picture. Nah, you know why? Because I usually do shows on the weekend and people are getting drunk. You turn the lights off. Either they start fucking oh, or falling asleep, yeah. you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lights off, that's for some real nerd shit, you know? Would you say that was more college rookie stuff right there the bat no i would say that's people that are into the art form more than people okay. that just want to see the comedy so okay. I, in my mind there's improv and then there's improv comedy okay do imp improv comedy is what you're a specialist as yeah i would say i like to make people laugh some people like i just want to create this uh scenes in the moment you know so when I saw you guys, and then I had to go because I took a class at UC, I was like, oh, I got inspired. I'll take a class. I didn't know you I took a class after that. Took a class. Definitely, uh, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. But I took a class. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> this is what I'm talking I'm going to have to find out who this teacher was. But tell me about but the I, I took a sketch writing class, right? Oh, okay. I felt yeah, like yeah. it wasn't. I felt like it was like, man, I could have just did this on my own. You yeah, know? you could have. I could have just did this on my own. But it was good to like, okay. But like the improv was mm -hmm. just like when I saw you and then I saw like the second tier and I saw what it was, I was like, oh, Sebastian is the real deal. I know. You know what? I I always want people to see other improv and then see me and they go, oh, yeah. I guess he is good. You know, <laughs> I want them to see how yeah, bad it could be. I saw improv before and then uh -huh. when I saw you and I saw I was like, oh, all these dudes are on TV, like all these dudes. This is so guy named Dan Davies. Have you heard of him? Maybe I have. He runs his, he runs his like bingo. He runs his. Oh, yeah. I know Dan. Yeah, yeah, I know Dan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a stand up comic and they do this. Him and his buddy do like an improv thing where they like do games and stuff like that. Rihanna came and he said that you were his teacher. Yeah, Dan's great. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love yeah. that. What do you mean, Rihanna came to his show? Yeah, wow. He, do, yeah, they do, uh, they do this. It's called like the greatest party ever. Where uh -huh. it's, it's not a stand-up show where they like they do bingo games and it's like very interactive and stuff like that. And like Rihanna came, and Rihanna they had Rihanna at the yeah, that's what I said. Wow, are you kidding last, me? Somebody used something you that you. I, I put that on everything. Rihanna was there. <clears throat> I want to get on this show just to just to be like Rihanna once came to this show. One yeah. time, John Legend came with uh, uh, to one of my shows. Well, with, I met well this summer. I uh -huh. did a show with Ray Lewis. Wow. Oh. Ray Lewis was there. He did Dan Davis has a show called The Classic Car Show. And then I was like, Ray Lewis watches this football every Monday. And he came and I saw him laughing at this Kobe joke I did. And he walks by with his huge, his fist was two times the size of mine. And he was all like, boom. He goes, good set, man. And then I was like, hey, you mind if we take a picture? He goes, yeah, let me put my mask on in case people yell at me. And then we put our mask on. And then he was just, he was him and it was him and, uh, Theodore Jones, one of the running backs for the Jets. He's all the Jets. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. Wow. This, I mean. Not better than John Legend. That's amazing, though. John Legend and his wife. His wife, yeah. She's Chrissy. A, yeah. 
Yeah, but back in the this was years ago. Um, <laughs> before everyone started saying that she was eating kids and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so like before she got canceled, you know? She has like canceled herself. She did. She canceled <laughs> herself. She did one of those amazing things that she canceled, just like how Matt Damon just canceled himself. It's it, there's some beautiful people out there. Like now you just can't say anything. Don't say nothing. Don't put any information out there. Just have your your publicist write a statement for you. How are you feeling? She said, "Well." <laughs> Jared, I'm so happy that you were able to take some time and and jump on here and talk. Nah, thank you. This is amazing, man. This is amazing. Where where when's your next show? When's my my next show's tonight? But uh, when's my? I mean, people, this is good. I'll plug some shows. Yeah. Uh, my next show is uh, every Sunday you can watch uh, stream me live rat scraps, right? So a lot of people listen to the podcast and they don't get to come out to New York shows and they say, how can I watch you, Sebastian? I'm doing you could literally we have three cameras set up. We cut between all three. Um, I'll put a link in my shits, but uh, I know people from out of town always ask how they could see me. And so now they're trying to like set up how to uh, stream live performances for improv cool. people. So, um, yeah, check that out. Jared, when can people see you? Uh, you can see me every Wednesday at Astoria Park. That's on 19th and 24th Avenue. The show's called Training Day Comedy. This Wednesday will be our one-year anniversary inside the park. Uh, every Thursday, Comedy Night Live. Comedy Night Live. That's a show I do at RPM Underground. After you do the show, we have a free hour karaoke. Oof. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. And then just you just check my Instagram. I list all my shows. Uh, I don't know the rest of them, but those Wednesdays and Thursdays are where you always see me. I love that, Jared. Please check out Jared. Robbie, anything you want to plug, bro? Oh, that's it. Catch him on Tinder if you see him on Tinder. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Catch him on Phantasmic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Catch him at Disney yeah. World. Catch yeah. him creeping outside the, the Holiday Hotel, the Tower Terror shit, you know, waiting for girls <laughs> to get all flustered, no, no. you know? <laughs> Catch him scouting pre-dates. <laughs> <laughs> Catch him. He's at supper. He's he's tasting all the menu to make sure what's good, so he could order for the table with the girl. All right, Robbie. Anything yeah. else you want to plug besides that? No, that's it. That's beautiful. All right, all you hotties. Thank you so much for listening. Please keep rating, review five stars. Uh, keep sharing the podcast, all your friends. All right, Robbie. Hit the fucking music.